1: Sorry about that delayed start, my bad. What is up everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charge podcast covering the Chargers for Blue Wire Network. Uh coming to you live after the Chargers victory over the Miami Dolphins and Emmanuel Ocho's clown ass as well. Uh so excited to dive into all this with my guys. Uh Alex is out sick tonight, so Arjun is joining us again for 2 days in a row. Uh for just a little bit. Got to go do some PFF coverage as well, but uh, Arjun thanks for taking the time to join us tonight man how are you doing
2: it's vindication that's the best <laughs> word where again the whole lead up to was a winner to can over to has overcome all of these obstacles you know there's no excuses right for Justin Herbert he he's going up against an injured Dolphins defense the Chargers defense is more injured than you know the Dolphins defense like two is going to put up a, a big a big game Herbert I think had the best QB performance I've watched this year. And I, I obviously, I probably have some bias saying that. But I legit thought he was perfect outside of one bad sack on the, yeah. the Eric Roe blitz and one bad throw. I, I It's tough to really fault him at all, this, this game. And again, when we talk about this team would sink without Justin Herbert, I literally mean this team would sink. Without Justin Herbert, the defense had a great game plan, but the offense would not have been able to move the ball if Herbert wasn't almost perfect with his pocket movement, perfect with his throws. It was the culmination of everything we've talked about that Herbert is great at put on one game for everyone to see, for the whole nation to see. And that was that was perfect.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we said yesterday or, or you said yesterday, right? Like this was this needed to be similar to the Bengals game heading into last year where. It was very obvious who was the better quarterback of the two, and I think yeah. we absolutely had that resolution tonight. If anybody doubted the facts of of who is better tonight, I mean, Tua goes ten for twenty five for one hundred forty five yards and a touchdown. Which Michael Davis tripped on Tyreek Hill's feet, so I don't know how much stock you really put into that. Uh, Justin Herbert goes thirty nine for fifty one, three hundred and sixty seven yards and the touchdown. So obviously we were the little left a little meat on the bone on the offense. We'll certainly dive into that, but. Uh, Just an incredible, frankly, masterclass from Justin Herbert, and I I thought that he was fantastic tonight. So uh, Tyler is here as well, man. Tyler coming live from uh, the family's living room, you know, doing the show in the midst of a move. So uh, appreciate you taking the time to join us as well tonight. How are you doing, man? I'm doing very well.
3: The move's going very well. But yes, I'm over here in uh, the dining room of my parents' house to, you know, A, watch the game and then B, stream right afterwards. And um, I'll tell you what, man, I got plenty of extra boxes if Emmanuel Acho needs help moving or clearing (laughs) out his desk. I got got a couple of boxes and some tape if you need uh, need some help there. um, I hate to say that, you know, we needed this and that we won, but I really feel like we needed this and that we won tonight because there was not a whole lot of logic going into this game of, of why the Chargers could pull this off, especially with all the injuries and the last minute injuries. It's like, okay, defense isn't great as is offense has not been clicking defense loses derwin james special just day bryce callahan and it's like you just kind of felt like you knew where this story was going but plot twist the chargers came out both on defense and on offense and and were they they did enough and the defense certainly did more today but justin herbert man like there's nothing about the play calls really that suggested that this was something that they were able to put together because of joe lombardi outside of a great wildcat call which I didn't see coming Um, I I didn't I didn't expect the wildcat option or whatever to be run by Eckler there but that was great um but you could just see Herbert playing off script and doing different things pressure in his face I I don't think the pressures from you know last week to this week were, were really all that different it felt like almost as many pressures although some of that was kind of by design on the rollouts but like you said nearly a perfect game phenomenal game One of my favorites I've I've seen him. And really just considering – I know he doesn't – he's not on social media or not all that much. I know he doesn't really care. But considering all the narratives heading into this game, whether he cared or not, like he did kind of need this for his outlook in the NFL. And for him to put up the performance that he did and just show what it really looks like when you're a superior class of quarterback, it was outstanding, phenomenal. I know there's only one touchdown there, but he played – far far better than that
1: yeah absolutely i I, you know i uh i kind of think somebody was like talking to him about you know all the narratives that were happening because Mm -hmm. i mean we saw several instances of which you know he was just like so fired up and we don't really see that we've seen that from big plays obviously Mm -hmm. but you know like even the the keenan allen conversion where he just he pinned that shit right on Keenan Allen's chest it was just a piss missile and uh you know you see justin get up and point right at keenan and, and yell him. Yeah. we don't really see that from justin he, he did a
2: first down finger point also yeah the scramble. that's
1: what i was gonna say next you oh, know yeah. we, we see the old you know philip rivers uh, first down finger point which i thought was <laughs> awesome so i don't know if uh, people were like in his ear talking about it but uh we definitely saw a lot more emotion from uh justin herbert tonight and i like I don't know if this was necessarily uh, what I would say his best game, but I think it's probably my favorite game of his. I 100% agree. Just because of like everything that is happening. You know, I, like, I mean, you're talking about two backup tackles. I mean, Christian Wilkins was destroying them. And it wasn't just Zion. Obviously, people were mentioning me and saying that it was Zion. You know, he was beating Corey Lindsley on some plays. He was being Foster mm-hmm. Sorrell at some plays too. I mean, Jalen Phillips had like three sacks and. You know, just, you know, taking a beating as he has done and just standing in there making consistent throws. We finally saw him kind of be able to uncork a deep pass to Mike Williams. So, yeah, I, I think we've seen better performances from Justin Herbert, but I think this is probably my favorite one of his career so far. Yeah, it's definitely on the Mount Rushmore. It, it's tough because he's got so many gosh darn great performances,
3: but yeah, it, it there are so many performances that he's had where he also wasn't able to cap it off with the win. Not even his fault. That is very just, true. This one just finishing out with the win just makes it very complete. And yeah, some social media stuff for us kind of <laughs> makes it my favorite as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you might be right, Steven. There might be better tape from Herbert. I personally think this was Herbert's best game just because he sustained high volume, threw for a ton of yards, and again, didn't make one mistake in my like, didn't make one turnover worthy play, didn't have one ball where I was like, okay, maybe you should have had that back. I still And I I still think, despite all of that, he was still hampered by play calling. The amount of third down screens in this game was, really was too much. At times, I can understand running a screen when everyone's playing off the line of scrimmage. They're running screens on third and two, on fourth and two. It's just like, again, I think Herbert overcame a lot of that. And I still think the play calling could have been better. Obviously, it's tough to criticize anything after a loss. But, yeah, I think it, it was still – I still felt like a conservative performance Um, that Herbert just – was elite in almost every aspect.
1: Yeah, no, I think people will be okay if, with us criticizing Joe Lombardi tonight. I mean, there, I, I thought the screen call on like the third and it was like third and twenty in the red zone. Yeah. Where I ended up taking it to the one. Sure, I thought that was really smart. You know, Dolphins clearly playing for the sticks. Uh, you know, playing at the end of the end zone line. I thought that was a really smart screen call. But there, I mean, there were at least five times in the red zone where you know you're asking Justin Herbert to throw the, the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. i mean it just was Mm -hmm. so frustrating every time they got down there you know just the conservative nature of it and really outside of the mike williams touchdown that was the only throw at the end zone and you know having that kind of approach with justin herbert uh just doesn't make any sense to me i mean of course deandre carter probably scores that touchdown if he doesn't slip and you can make that argument but on fourth down you're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage they kept on doing that (laughs) all night so I agree. You absolutely, you know, had some meat left on the bone from the play calling Mm -hmm. and, you know, Justin Herbert overcoming that to the tune that he did. I mean, you're talking about 102 passer rating tonight from Justin Herbert. Um, Just thought that he was incredible, you know, masterclass performance. And this is really the first time that we've seen him put together, uh, you know, a complete performance like that uh, really all season. And, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence that this was the first game that the Chargers main three receivers we're finally mm-hmm. all on the field together and started and finished the game.
3: Yeah, you want some more throws to the end zone? Donald Parham probably coming back next week, and I'm sure that's going to help one or two plays. If, you know, again, yeah, cross your fingers on that one. But um, uh, almost had another one if the illegal snap uh, did not yeah. exist. I'm oh. still unsure he had two two guys were going to score. It was pick your poison on that one. I think Josh Palmer was the one wide open, and then someone else underneath. Couldn't tell you why that's illegal or not. We're getting a lot of people saying it's Nacho fault in the chat. Um, hey, I appreciate the engagement, but, you know, let's uh, <laughs> let's keep it open for other people. I
0: yeah,
2: think, uh, you know, again, part of the O-lines or the red zone stuff is like, it didn't seem like Lombardi had any faith in his offensive line, hence the screen yeah. calls, hence the quick passes. I, I loved the play-action stuff today. I thought the play-action uh, uh, package was, was near – where where I kind of wanted it, I think a lot of it was yeah still like a lot mm-hmm. of like five yard outs on yeah. uh, Herbert's back foot to the sideline. But that's also because Dolphins had a free rusher. But that's also why Keenan Allen was and was open. But it's like it's kind of shown that this offense line sucks. um <laughs> Obviously, this is a tough matchup for them with Phillips and Chubb and Ingram. No. And I mean, Christian Wilkins after Herbert was the best player on that field in my opinion. Yeah, like that guy was a straight animal was... today. But they're like. Foster Sorrell is getting to Storm Norton levels where I just like, I don't know what he's good at. Like at least Storm Norton at times could like move guys in the run. Like even Sorrell can't do that. And Steven, we or you weren't there for the analytics episode, but when I was talking with Alex, the one thing I said is the Chargers should not be running up the middle because that's where the Dolphins run defense had the most success. I said running outside left or outside right was, you know, a better option. And they ran it up the middle three times on the first drive for like two yards or something. So again, (laughs) At times, I didn't really get the game plan. I didn't like the screen uh, games, but I thought the play action game, moving Herbert in the pocket, it was uh, a th- like those aspects were pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I-, I think if you take this exact game plan and just copy paste it against the Raiders, you probably win that game too. Like, yeah. So you know, Joe Lombardi deserves like a little bit of praise. I mean, he wasn't atrocious tonight, so good job. Uh, you know, you did the bare minimum tonight, so. Um, appreciate him, you know, allowing Justin Herbert to get out of the pocket and do some play action thing and things like that. And and Herbert was lethal on play action tonight. And again, as uh, Arjun has always pointed out, you don't have to be an effective run team to be an effective <laughs> play action team, as we blatantly saw tonight. Although the Chargers did have some very crucial rushing plays on that very last drive, mm-hmm, in yeah. the wildcat package, like Tyler mentioned, and then obviously that twelve uh, yard run from Austin Eckler. So. Um, again offensive game plan definitely left a lot of meat on the bone but it was definitely better than it was last week um all right before we move on here have a bunch of super chats you guys are lighting up tonight so appreciate that uh first and foremost from ross much earlier in the show uh miami dolphins uh what happened to the i love that meme that goes around i don't know who that guy is but it's fantastic content um and uh you know shout out to ross for uh, the super chat um
2: he's a Texas guy TikTok guy.
1: He's not a Utah guy. I think he's like an Ohio State guy.
2: But Utah. Definitely, I said I said, uh, tic- I said TikTok. Oh, TikTok guy. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. No, he's like. I don't. I don't want to sound mean, but he's like, kind of you know special. So, uh, he like. He, gotcha. <laughs> you I don't. Gotcha. Have, so it's a lot of. It's it's, it's, it's great funny, content. It's script. great content.
1: Yeah. Uh, Key Lewis as well says Bolt TF up. Absolutely. Again, huge win. We'll talk about the ramifications of all of that in a second here. Uh Tyler's mom, shout out as always with the Thanks
3: mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you can, can see right there on the spot. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a, i think we had one from your dad too uh, later on, so okay. I don't know if you want to yell at him too. Thanks dad. <laughs> Incredible content. Um Brandon Roy as well. He says crazy we can go from all hope lost last week all the way back after this i love it get healthy get clean uh and clean things up in the red zone love having a social media quarterback so again uh there was some uh news from tom Pelissero and ian Rapperworth that we can get to at some point from this but please uh you know it does sound like the chargers are getting healthier tyler mentioned donald parham um mm-hmm. uh, joey bosa potentially coming back uh you know pretty soon here re- mm-hmm. returning to practice this week so I, I think there's a chance that we see him play at least limited snaps here against the Titans, which would be, you know, huge. The pass rush showed up in some key moments tonight, but definitely mm-hmm. need him back. Uh, Tom Pellicero saying that Joey Bosa has looked great in uh, personal workouts lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you know, we're excited to, to potentially see him back. And again, I think that makes this win that much more crucial. 100% because mm-hmm. Joey Bosa, you know, coming back and actually like matter in a win loss column and really help this team in a playoff push.
3: Yeah, it's huge. I, I had I, ex- I, thought that December was the return for him, and so I guess this is kind of on track. But as we'd heard from Staley leading up to really today, you know, oh, he's a ways away, we'll see. Status quo, all these quotes. So I didn't expect Joey Bose. Oh, all of a sudden, he's going to be practicing this week. I mean, that's enormous. And the secondary has really figured it out over the last few weeks. I mean, oh, we'll yeah. talk about them as a stud or whatever, but holy crap, the secondary is playing so so well. In theory, they're getting Jordan back, you know, as well. If Joey Bose is back, I mean, I really thought after hearing that news that we would go the direct Chargers route. Like the next obvious thing was the Chargers would lose this game, and then we just get these players back, and it wouldn't mean anything. But right. they won. And so it just means so much, like you said. And potentially at the end of that report, too, Sean Slater is actually potentially gonna come back before the season ends. Not even just, you know, into some late
1: game of the postseason. So, hey, uh, all good things today so far. I'm yeah. sorry. What's what's with the Nacho Fault comments today? I'm, I'm confused.
3: I guess the director sent some uh, fans over just to, you know, throw some comments in the chat. I appreciate all the support. Cool. We yeah. Uh,
1: fantastic. We've had a you know, ton of uh, people in the chat tonight, so appreciate it. Uh, yes. Is there, was that, I assume that was a reference he made, uh, so... You Know shout out to the director. Um, yeah. Arjun, uh, what were you saying?
2: No, I like I wanted to give a ton of credit to Brandon Staley because again, the reason I was so low on the Chargers heading to this game, even when with all the offensive guys back, was I just Staley didn't have like this, it didn't seem like he had a thing to like change the scheme week over week. It was like there was no adjustments, it was like either mm-hmm. you execute or you don't. But I was yeah. really impressed because it seemed like he copied. The 49ers scheme from last week, press Mm -hmm. coverage, drop your linebackers super far back, make them take Mm -hmm. the underneath stuff because they're beating, they beat teams on these 10 yard digs, these 10 yard ins. He adjusted his scheme while still keeping a lot of the fundamentals intact and it worked like that is the sign that, you know, he's a good head coach or he's a good defensive coach. I think, you know, I I think there's still some room for improvement. He was still a little bit aggressive going for it on fourth down multiple times in goal-to-go situations. Um, but yeah, the defensive game plan was the best I've seen, not only this year, but in Staley's career, like head coaching career. Props to him for that. Michael Davis, great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really know if any defensive player had like that bad of a game. And Braden Fajoko, I thought, was awesome in both the run game and in uh in the pass rush.
3: Yeah. Um I guess. While we're, do you happen to have the stats for any of these trench players yet,
2: by chance? Uh, I can send it to you. I gotta, I gotta hop off to PFF right now.
3: Oh um, man, leave it a second. That's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll
2: catch each other on Twitter the rest of the week, guys. So if yeah, you ever need sure. anything, just hit me up. But yeah, we got all uh, the receipts coming later. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Have a good you. one, Arjun. I'll Appreciate see you it. See
1: you. All right. So, um, you know, kind of uh, building off of his point, and we can certainly get to some of the other super chats here, but. Um, you know, you want to talk about somebody's best performance, man. I thought Brandon Staley and his coaching staff, by far, this was their best performance on defense that we've seen in the last year and a half or so from the Chargers. I mean, again, the four of us gave them no chance to winning this game. I mean, especially when you, you don't have Derwin James in this game, you don't have Sebastian Joseph Day, Bryce Callahan, and the Chargers come out and, for the most part, largely erase this Miami Dolphins passing attack. Again, you had the one broken play. On the, f- on the fumble, which was insane. Michael Davis trips on Tyreek Hill's feet. Outside of that, man, outside of those two big plays, the Chargers defense was completely nails tonight, and they deserve a ton of credit. Again, you know, just the way that they were able to come through and really pounce on this Miami Dolphins defense, I thought was fantastic. Very reminiscent of the Steelers game last year. Obviously, the Steelers were nowhere near close to you know what the miami dolphins have done but just mm-hmm. being undermanned and executing at this high of level i mean even kenneth murray had some fantastic plays and coverage tonight obviously wish we would have been able to come down with that one interception but yeah um i mean everybody was flying around and making you know high level plays and, and there wasn't really a ton of like explosive plays from the chargers defense like it wasn't like they just had no. you know two turnovers or you know just some some weird you know, miss field goal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, play in and play out. I think this was the best defensive performance we've seen from the Chargers since Brandon Staley has been hired.
3: Yeah, if you look at the the total team stats for the Dolphins, if you take that 60-yard touchdown away, which, you know, that happens in some games, games sometimes, but they had 159 yards you know, Yeah, take that touchdown away. And, and 40 of those yards came in that final drive where the Chargers were just giving them anything over the middle to run out the clock. I mean, they, like you said, it wasn't just... A great half, you know, a great even three quarters. Like they played legitimately great defense and suffocated this Miami offense. That was very good. You know, this is a top five offense, or at least top ten offense. Maybe there's some you know banged up injuries here and there, but this is a very, very good offense. And the Chargers, I believe, have not beaten a winning team or a team with a winning record all year. And for them to do it shorthanded, like who would have thought? No Derwin James, no Bryce Callahan, hold the Dolphins to Really three points. I know it won't actually be that for this defense, but yeah. I can't think of a better defensive performance from Brandon's Daly's defense his entire tenure. And, you know, maybe it's a one-off thing. Maybe it's just a really good game plan that you kind of, you know, mimicked from another team. Maybe it's because you're facing Tua on a very off night. But, I mean, listen, the Chargers, they couldn't get past 23 points today, which wasn't great on offense. It was enough, obviously, but it was enough. Like, your, your defense... Did more than enough. Unfortunately, they were so unlucky, but they did enough tonight. And Justin Herbert was allowed to be great. And he didn't have to do too much, I never thought. And it just really showed a really balanced win for this team. It was, man, like this defense came to play. And I've been very critical of Brandon Staley. And I have to, you know, sandwiching, you know, he was my, I think, my stud of the game against the 49ers. Uh Then there were some really bad performances but he's got to be, you know, a stud today, or at least we have to give him a lot of praise today because that was an exceptional performance. And uh his defensive tackles are having fun on social media right now. I'll say
1: that much. <laughs> Hell yeah, they are Sebastian Joseph's day, brain Fuhoko, calling a whole lot of people out, and I'm here for it. Oh um, yeah. you know, Phoenix Flame also pointed out, you know, this is this is really like the true first time where we've seen like a a signature Brandon Staley defensive moment that was consistent mm-hmm. all the way throughout because I mean you go up against the 49ers in that situation and you lose a lot of injuries within that game but you still had some, you know, meat on that bone and there wasn't it wasn't super consistent from play 1 to play to the end of the game. Tonight was was that case. Like up until again, you know, up until the very end of this game, the Chargers defense was out there, they were battling their asses off, they were executing at a high level. Michael Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., Jossier Taylor, we're mm-hmm. constantly in the right position to make plays on the football. And Alohi Gilman yep. and Austria Adler played very well in, in spot duty as well. I mean, this is two players that I've been very critical of. I thought Alohi Gilman had some fantastic plays. <laughs> it's a damn shame that Tyreek Hill scored on that play because lid. that was such a fantastic force fumble mm-hmm. by Alohi Gilman and potentially could have, again, changed that game. So, I mean, the Chargers secondary has been much maligned this year. Mm Chargers run defense has been much maligned this year. So as Brandon Staley and for them to show up in this moment on Sunday night football against Mm -hmm. a legitimate top five offense and hold them down the way they did, they deserve a massive hat tip. And it frankly saved the Chargers season.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I I really didn't expect this. Everyone was betting on the over for any (laughs) of two. I mean, nobody had, you know, again, if you delete that 60 yard touchdown, that was a trip. Nobody had 85 yards of passing offense for Tua this game. But and yes, he was off. Like he was definitely off. It wasn't like a perfect game from him. There were plays I'm sure he'd want back. But the defense played so like these DBs, man. It, it's so weird to think that. And I wish we had seen more of JC Jackson, but I mean, dude, since then, like these three DBs, and then obviously, you know, Derwin, safety's been hit or miss, but these corners are playing so freaking well. But and then you see Jaw Taylor come out and have what seems like a very good game. I mean, I didn't see anything, you know, awful. He had He's second on the team in tackles this game, or at least in total tackles. It just speaks to the, the, the coaching in the secondary, at least this game, the plan that they had. It was a real privilege to watch it. And Michael Davis, man, like we can't say enough at this point. Um, he's going to have the 60-yard touchdown on his numbers, which really sucks. Yeah. But the dude's only allowing 20 yards, 30 yards max per game since he really took over as a starter, he's legitimately playing good football. And Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis, like, are either of them corner ones right now? No, but they're both really good corner twos for you. And if you can go toe to toe with, you know, Tyreek Hill, granted, he was a bit hobbled, Jalen Waddell, and these guys, and and this passing offense that was supposed to be so good, if you can go toe to toe with those guys, I mean, and props to them, seriously, like, the, the DBs have really saved the season. Even though they're six well now, seven and six, these guys are playing lights out football right now, and it's really awesome to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were obviously Asante had the one pass interference, I think Michael Davis had the one, you know, illegal contact. Um, which I thought both of those were, you know, pretty soft, ticky tacky penalties. Um, they played fantastic, and cons- like I said, consistently in the right position to make plays on the football. Um, there was that one uh target to Jalen Waddle on kind of a deep over and asante samuel jr cut it off beautifully oh yeah and if tua if tua makes an on-target throw right there mm-hmm. that's an interception by asante samuel jr without a doubt and um you know again there were some other plays where tua was just uh consistently off in terms of allowing his receivers to be in a position to track the ball but you know credit to the chargers for being in consistent position you know uh michael davis had uh two or three great times where he was you know, use the sideline as that extra, extra defender, exactly. essentially forcing, you know, the Dolphins receiver out of bounds. I thought those two played fantastic tonight and, you know, definitely to deserve it. Uh, a lot of credit tonight. And Morgan Fox, man, Morgan Fox, dude, that third quarter sack that he had, Huge, I think, really was a momentum swinging point for the Chargers because that took the Dolphins out of field goal range, it took them out of range of potentially going for it on fourth down, mm-hmm. and again, really saved the Chargers on that particular possession. So, I've said this before, man. Morgan Fox has been incredible this season. I think he is one of the best free agent signings of any team in the offseason in the NFL, just consistently bringing pressure, winning, uh, and obviously, you know, setting a career high in pressures and sacks this year. So, um mm-hmm. uh, you know, Morgan Fox is just a fantastic addition to this team. He's been awesome. He's been so good, especially with all these injuries.
3: We we just talked about him, but it's like talk, keep talking about him again. Like that sack, like you said, for whatever reason, like his straight line pass rush, he just gets to the quarterback. There doesn't seem to be like these missed opportunities for him. Like if he gets there, he's going to get there and he's going to get the quarterback. And it was huge for this team today. He's been awesome. Like you said, one of the, has to be one of the best free agent signings of the offseason, except his competition is the other guy, Bryce Callahan, who didn't yeah. play, but as another guy has been one of the best free agent signings. And these were two signings that happened after the draft. I mean, geez, you see Telesco finally kind of break character a bit. And granted, it was a Brandon Staley signing. They go get some guys after the draft because they knew they have some needs. And poof, you know, what would the season be like if they had been complacent and not gotten Morgan Fox, not went out of their way to get Bryce Callahan? Or even Kyle Van Noy, who tonight had a very good game himself. Yeah. The Chargers would have lost the game tonight if, if Telesco didn't, or again, Brandon Staley, didn't go out <laughs> and make those moves. Wish they'd done the same thing at right tackle because we you know, <laughs> might be a bit better uh, on offense yeah. right now. But um, still, like the, Morgan Fox stepping up in huge, huge ways. Um, Arjun said Braden Fajoco as well. He had a, I think he had a pressure to this game. I think he's got two pressures on the season now. Let's go. You know, cranking up those pressures. <laughs> Um, what was his tweet tonight? It was like, Acho, come
1: down to the stage." He said he t- he tweeted at Acho and was like, "Come up to the stage." Uh, yeah. yeah, just you knew he had that saved in the drafts and had it ready to oh, go for the second oh, he got to oh, the locker room. Oh,
3: I don't think he's ever sprinted in his life, but I think he sprinted to the locker room <laughs> and just hit send on that one. He was ready. my goodness.
1: Uh, oh man i hope i hope guys like keenan and derwin and the guys that are like actually active on social media just kind of go off tonight it'd be fantastic yeah but the Chargers Um, already posted like a clown show video or whatever yeah yeah you you knew the Chargers' social media was gonna go off tonight that uh peaky blinders (laughs) clip that they posted this morning um i know the Chargers obviously haven't been like a great franchise but the social media team continues to get dubs on a weekly Mm -hmm. basis Absolutely. Um Argent in and pressure stats in the chat if you
3: want to uh talk about those or I can just read it off up to you.
1: Uh how long ago did he send them? I keep scrolling and I don't see him. Oh in our in our DMs.
3: Oh in our chat. DMs.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you want to read them off?
3: Sure. So uh, in terms of the charges pass rushers, I don't think he's including linebackers here. Khalil Mac four, Morgan Fox three. Rumpf, Kyle Van Noy, uh, each had two. And then I don't see one for Fahoko. I don't see one for like Tranquil, who definitely had a pressure. Um, so I think that's just not linebackers. And then in terms of pass or pressure's pass given protection. up, yeah, yeah. Sarrell had seven. Whew. Sawyer had four. Filer, three. Zion, two. Uh, Lindsley isn't listed, so I'm guessing Lindsley had zero. I know he was beat by Wilkins, but I think that was a run play. Yeah, mistaken. it was a run play, yeah. Yeah. So nothing for Lindsley, two for Zion, three Filer, four Salyer, seven for Cyril. And it, it certainly
1: felt like that. I, uh, again, I, I think the chargers in the off season did a lot of smart things, but that right tackle spot mm-hmm. still consistently just drives me crazy. Cause it, like, imagine if Trey Pipkins had not gone and trained with Duke Mannyweather. like imagine where they would be at right tackle if Trey had not finally developed and they would just be, A disaster. So hopefully Trey can come back next week. It'd be huge to keep him healthy for the final uh, four weeks. So uh, you know, they they desperately need him back in the offseason. I think you absolutely give Trey an extension and I'm signing a a veteran swing tackle immediately.
3: Yeah. Yep. But uh, you know, let's well, we'll what happens there yeah let's we'll see what happens there
1: uh <laughs> all right let's get to some of these other super chats too uh i obviously am, i'm having a hard time scrolling up all the way to find some of them <laughs> um you know appreciate the the spamming of the chat again uh we'll start with the most recent one l ron hoya bembe i'm sorry i probably butchered that um he said bolt up gentlemen appreciate all you guys do tyler the south park clip you retweeted made me piss my pants laughing
3: oh yeah that was from charger Chat, and they they posted a bunch of it was a south park clip they all jump into the water and stab all the dolphins so <laughs> yeah,
1: i thought that I was that. perfect i laughed
3: so hard that was so funny
1: the the gentlemen over at charters chat do fantastic work on social media so oh for uh, sure you know they're they're consistently crushing it over there yeah absolutely all right let's see if i can scroll up to find the recent one did your mom do another super sticker i i don't Thing, or is so... that just because it is that just because the amount it, it lasts up it just there stays forever. up there for a bit yeah okay um, all right um some... oh. okay i'm gonna get to christian hernandez's and then if you can uh find some that'd be great so yeah uh christian hernandez says no reason we shouldn't win the next four games and so this is kind of a good point i think to to talk about where the chargers sit in the playoff race obviously again huge win tonight to save uh their season in my opinion you know really kind of putting them into the uh playoff conversation uh jets have lost back-to-back games as well which has really kind of you know kept the door open for the chargers so as it currently stands the chargers are the seven seed um if the patriots win tomorrow they would be the seven seed but obviously we would be tied uh you know the patriots have a better conference record at this point however the patriots do have a very difficult schedule down the stretch and obviously uh they don't have justin herbert so um <laughs> chargers have uh, obviously the titans the colts the Rams and the Broncos. So it, the last few weeks have really kind of changed this. I mean, the Titans have not really looked particularly great in any really phase of the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Derek Henry had 120 yards today and it was not even a close game at all. So um, the Titans have some injuries on defense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about the Titans game now? Cause I know that that's in the past been a game where all four of us have really kind of, you know, given some pause to obviously given Derek Henry, In the Mm -hmm. way that uh the Chargers' run defense has kind of progressed throughout the season
3: i mean i I do feel better about the game like at this point i will pick the chargers to win that game because of what you saw tonight um even if it was a close but one but they lost i would probably still pick the chargers to win Uh, i do worry about the titans because they'll like again they just they kind of are a bad ish team that suddenly gets coached to being the one seed some years it's crazy but i I just don't see them being super complete right now and doing enough. Not that the Chargers are super complete either, but it seems like you're building on this performance and you're getting a lot of guys back. And when you have, you know, Keenan on Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, who onside kick, you know, notwithstanding, I I just feel better about it. Like Herbert looks fine enough, healthy enough. I feel good about the game and I think the run defense will be okay, but we'll see. But again, like you said, Henry has been putting up good numbers and they just, that's all they got. That's all they got. Now the Titans can't go get a lead. You know, the chargers were playing today with a lead. I think the entire game, mm-hmm. Um,
1: but the Titans can't go out and get a 10 zero lead, but I, I feel good about the game, but it is the big one. Yeah. I mean, they Derrick Henry, like if you can slow him down, obviously I don't think a team is really going to completely, you know, hold him back. Uh, you know, unless your run defense is just like incredible, but um you know they don't really have anything else on offense that really scares you I mean um you know they don't really have a great passing attack obviously Ryan Tannehill has his limits um Mm -hmm. you know they don't really have a great receiver group Traylon Burks has has certainly made some strides after coming back from injured reserve but you know Robert Woods leads them in targets and he's on pace for like 700 yards receiving Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's just not a very talented receiver room so I think that could make things a little easier for the Chargers in terms of kind of loading up the box against Derrick Henry. Um, And again, you know, depending on kind of what happens with the Titans injuries on defense, you know, this could be another really good spot for Justin Herbert in the offense. Yeah. Especially if they can get Donald Parham back and that would really Mm -hmm. help in the red zone. So I feel like I said, I said, heading into this week, I felt better about the Titans game than I did the Dolphins game because of this fact, because you really just have to stop Derek Henry or at least not get like completely cooked by him and you should be relatively okay. So Mm -hmm. um, we'll see what happens there. The final three games, obviously you're talking about three very, very winnable games. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we'll see what kind of happens with the Rams and Baker Mayfield over the next couple (laughs) of weeks. Uh, But then again, you have to go to Denver and win that game. And that's probably another win and you're in situation for the chargers.
3: Yeah, I was again, kind of bummed going into this game because you watch the rams pull baker out of obscurity and they beat the raiders granted thank you jerry tillery for that one and then you watch the the broncos today that doesn't look like a team that's ready to die and you know they say like they're going to keep fighting and the idea of denver still wanting to fight and shoot like they even scored more than you know 17 points of offense today going to denver like they looked like very difficult not Denver will be difficult. The Rams, not so much, but more difficult than I expected. I you think at this point in the season, you know, Denver's officially not going to the playoffs now. And I believe the Rams are officially out as well. But two teams that all, over this past week look like they're really fighting still. Um, so, again, I think the Chargers will be winning those games if they can stay healthy. But, uh, you know, not easy. Can't be easy. And it will be Staley versus
1: McVay. So you never know what's going to happen that game. Sorry, I was just uh, checking to see if Brandon said you had given any updates or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers posted this uh, tweet of it was two, two pictures right two uh, next to each other. Uh, one says Chargers fans touch here and then it's like a, a vertical screenshot uh, and it says uh-huh. you are perfect. Just how you are. Stay positive. You're doing great and all the blessings you need will come your way soon. Yeah, the second picture is Dolphins fans touch here. And then it's uh, Justin Herbert holding up an L. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing! Like oh going. my gosh, they're firing off tweets, man. They have
3: like, I'm sure over the next every half an hour, they're gonna have a tweet. They've been firing these on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Did you have any other super chats you wanted to get to? Oh yeah, there, there's a few. Just want to okay. make sure I acknowledge these. Yeah, the director sent out. It uh, sent us. It's not Joe's fault. Thank you, director. I have no idea what this spam is. Thank you for making it so difficult to find the ninety nine super chat. Um, this one's $10, so that makes it more. There you go. Unofficial, yeah. the director raid. It's not Joe's fault. Hey, I'll take it. You can say whatever you want. Send me money. Uh, from Johnny, am I tripping or did Chris Rumpf play well? Uh, Arjun said he had two pressures. That's good. Like, I think that was... He showed up, I think, a couple of times today. I haven't seen him in a while. So that was nice.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know if I would say that he played well. He certainly played better than he has. I mean, like he's getting in the right positions more consistently. I will say that like he's yeah. had some, the opportunity the past few weeks to get key tackles for loss mm-hmm. and just hasn't been able to do that. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he's playing better. You know, that could be a sign that obviously he's getting healthier, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see the chargers definitely need more out of him going down the stretch. They're going to need more out of him next year. Uh, again, we'll see kind of what happens in the off season with the pass rush, but, um, You know, they need Chris Rumpf to be a viable pass rusher. And so him getting two pressures tonight, uh, I'll take that step forward. Yeah, and I believe he was either occupying
3: two players or was crashing or whatever to stop or get in the way of two players when Morgan Fox had that sack. So I think he was involved in that play, at least. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, George Contreras says, I thought the Dolphins were good. Their front <laughs> seven was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'll say that much. I thought their front seven was i mean wilkins jalen phillips i'm so happy that my priors were confirmed um loved loved wilkins of course everybody did love jalen phillips again most people did outside of the injury concerns and uh yeah they played pretty well the run the rushing game had nowhere to go you know you could tell they're really keying in on some of these
1: herbert rollouts herbert was just freaking lights out yeah jalen phillips was really awesome tonight both against the run and the pass i uh That roughing the passer call, man, might be one of the worst roughing the passer calls I've seen in my life. Uh, I almost am, like, kind of glad that the Chargers didn't, like, benefit from it because Uh it was just, like, truly one of the Mm -hmm. worst calls of my life.
3: Yeah, that was... uh, We were on the next play. You know, we weren't even... You know, it was over. The Chargers going three and out. You know, they are ready to go to the next thing. And all of a sudden, yeah, the flag gets thrown, roughing the passer, nothing. That was bad. But, yes, they didn't... It didn't change anything unless you want to talk about the clock run down, which and I guess maybe that did change something, but nah, didn't make a difference. But it was it was bad.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed with uh I forget his name, the slot corner, uh hater Kahoo, I think his name is. Um, thought that he was really good tonight, unfortunately. Again, really interested to see the film there and see kind of what happens with uh Keenan Allen, how he looks in that game. Yeah, definitely. All right, keep scrolling
3: through. Bolt up from Canada. Onside kick gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Boy, yeah. did it, man. <laughs> Appreciate what y'all do for this fan base. You are all beauties. Well, thank you. Uh, cheers. Yeah. Um, the kick, the onside kick was terrible. It was, and I mean, the kick itself, because it went right to Josh Palmer. I'm thinking, yes, not He's only did he go to Palmer, you know, maybe it goes past him a little bit. You know, like, perfect. The Dolphins aren't going to get there. And then it doesn't, and I just I I tweeted and I told you guys like I'm not making it to 30. This team is not going (laughs) to allow me to live into my 30s because you know I'm looking at my dad and he's like oh you know you guys are gonna win yay (laughs) and I'm thinking I look at him and like yeah you know all we have to do is recover an onside kick and nobody ever does that or nobody ever you know botches that and of course they botch it but uh, thank goodness for Nick Neiman Uh, oh my gosh I immediately tweeted you know hashtag Pro Bowl vote Nick Neiman. (laughs) because that i mean that was it. I don't know if the the dolphins would have scored, but I don't have to find out.
1: I uh man, my my heart exploded on that uh the bot snap too. Oh, I geez. was like at the 4-yard <laughs> line, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, I I was so stressed out about that one. And then the the onside kick. I that went right to Palmer. I was like, "Okay, we got this in the bag. Like, let's go." Yeah, um, I love that Nick nieman got some some flowers after that. You know, Mike Tirico calling him the, one of the better special teams oh, players yeah. on the teams. And that is accurate. You know, I, uh, I've i been watching special teams tape more, you know, throughout the season, you know, trying to get a wow. feel for what Ryan Ficken has been doing. Usually I just kind of skip forward, especially last year. <laughs> the special teams were like so bad. I was oh, like, yeah. Right miss me with the pat miss me with the kickoff <laughs> let's go forward next two plays
2: yeah
1: um but nick neiman is really focused he's really done a fantastic job on special teams making key blocks obviously he's kind of the personal pr- protector on the punt team mm-hmm. um you know he's been a fantastic special teams player and you know if he keeps this up you know six round pick getting one of the best special teams players in the league i think is absolutely worth yeah. it so uh, the Chargers have consistently preached, like, "Hey, day three picks, you got to play special teams." Uh, Nick Neiman is is kind of proving that. Jossier Taylor has had some great moments on special mm-hmm. teams too. Obviously, he started tonight and played well, but uh, I was glad that Nick Neiman got some flowers tonight because he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't you don't get a lot of opportunities
3: to do that. I think as a, as a core special teams player, and even when they switched to linebackers, they don't even really want him out there. He like he's just purely a special teams player for them, and he's had some plays this year for sure. and for him to, you know, it's nice to see Ficken. Like when the Chargers just draft guys to play special teams, it kind of stinks usually in the past <laughs> because yeah. like you, you draft these guys to play special teams, but outside of like the one guy each year, you don't get much out of them. It's nice to see them both take guys to play special teams and the special teams is good. Like Ficken's getting the most out of these guys as well. Would I prefer to right tackle? Sure, but I, I, I appreciate that at least... If you're drafting guys to play special teams, at least it's good special teams.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not like Nick DeZumnar, who's kind of just awful at special teams. There was uh, a time I wanted him back, though, because good Lord. Sean Parmenter, Nick in more than flowers tonight. Am I right? Uh- <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'll send him my address. and uh... <laughs> 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 Whatever, dude.
3: That's what it takes to win.
1: Oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, any other uh, super chats? Yeah, we actually to? have a
3: ways to go. Tara Romero, okay. Primetime Herbert is a different animal it was so nice to see primetime Herbert because I feel like we've seen bits and pieces of him in the yeah. two primetime games but not like yeah tonight it was primetime Herbert that was fantastic
1: yeah and normally I'm not like a huge fan of Chris Collinsworth but I thought that uh he was really fantastic tonight when talking about Justin Herbert exclusively there were some other ones when he was like undisturbable or whatever I was like what the yeah th- Is that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, he consistently highlighted Justin's pocket presence and like Arjun mentioned, outside of the the one sack he took from Eric Rowe. Uh, you know, I thought this was a masterclass teach tape performance from Justin, you know, within the pocket, moving and navigating pressure and and consistently hitting throws downfield. So just a quick update, Brandon Staley does say that Donald Parham will return next week. Let's go. I know. That's huge. Honestly, like <laughs> I'm so sick of watching Trey McKitty, man. I'm so sick of watching Trey McKitty, dude. <laughs>
3: like, I know sometimes on play action, like they're intentionally letting some guy through or whatever. But God, it's sometimes fine. it's really he mad. did catch a pass though. He did catch a pass today. It's uh, true. Yeah, it's there true. was one where McKitty was open. I thought he could have been open for a touchdown, and Herbert was just like, "No, I'll throw it anywhere else." So throwing to someone that does have chemistry with Herbert would would just be, I
1: mean, lights out. Unintended, yeah. I guess, and just uh, you know, activates a different part of their playbook as well. And yeah. Red zone, intermediate parts of the field, he's just a different tight end that you can work with than what they have in Gerald Everett and obviously McKitty, Stone, Smart, all that that crowd.
3: Yeah.
1: So I'm just gonna fly through these super chats.
3: Christian Hernandez, daily the defensive guru, showed the f- up tonight. Yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. We we kind of hit on this one. So you want to get to the next one? Yes. Uh, from Andrew Benke, it's fun to make fun of Emmanuel Ocho. It's Nacho Fault. It is his fault. I have Ocho Libre as my, my handle right now, so I get you. We're on the same page.
1: Yeah, fits in. Absolutely. From Christian Hernandez, what do you think of Alohi Gilman? Dude plays hard. Man, shout out to Christian. Said in a bunch of Super Chats tonight. Um, You know, Alohi Gilman, I, I'm cool with him as a starter, frankly. I, uh, I I know what I'm getting out of him. I know that he's a little limited athletically, but, uh, you know, he really – you know, gives it his all out there. He flies around, makes plays. I think he's a much better run defender than he's given credit for. Uh, so I'm cool with Elohi Gilman. Obviously, I know he has another year on his contract next year. Um, and again, he just has a way of of being in the right spot for turnovers. Um, seems like every other week he's he's kind of that guy that's forcing a turnover or receiving a turnover, if you want to mm-hmm. say it that way. So I thought Elohi played good tonight. He's played good in moments when he started. So, uh, you know, Elohi Gilman absolutely deserves a shout out.
3: I know first I mean I listen, credit to the, the Dolphins going, oh Alohi Gilman's in. Okay, let's find a way to get Tyree kill on him immediately to start the game and pass, you know, pass broken up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, had a good couple of tackles in there, obviously had the forced fumble that people are upset with him, like, you know, celebrating that he forced the fumble. But like at that point, I I mean, I I get it, like sure you want to go to the whistle blows, but
1: I mean, I think I assume I assume he thought the ball was down. And and understandably so. Like once Tyreek Hill got that ball out, like it was just it was curtains, unfortunately, you know, because everybody on the Chargers was like in that pile already. So, you know, I I don't necessarily blame him. I think that's that's just kind of a a freak accident, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. For Max Vega, this is
3: probably the closest of a complete game for the Chargers
1: this season. I agree with that. Yeah, I would say, yeah. We got good moments from special teams. Uh, You know, defensive performance was fantastic. Uh, You see Justin Herbert play this kind of game. Uh, I absolutely think that is an accurate statement for me.
3: Sergeant Romano, I think our two best defensive games this year were Niners and Dolphins tonight. You think it has something to do with
1: Shane Day having the inside scoop being of the Shanahan coaching tree? Um, I think that could certainly play a role, but I mean, Staley also spent a year with Sean McVay, who's kind of mm-hmm. one of the, the key architects of the Shanahan coaching tree. So, um, I, I would say that's more than having Shane day there. So, um, you know, again, Brandon Staley, you know, him taking what the 49ers did to the dolphins and kind of replicating it, you know, was, uh, not something I was really expecting to see. Cause obviously the Chargers don't have Fred Warner, the Chargers don't have Nick Bosa, but he was able to really kind of. You know, apply what he was able to do: press man coverage, drop the linebackers deep, and uh, his game plan tonight was excellent. His best game plan of the season, in my opinion.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I gotta, I gotta bring this up if my internet will let me. Can you still hear me? My friend? yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay, hold on. My computer froze, but you can all still hear me. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, I'm still here.
1: Are you trying to share something?
3: Yeah, I was gonna try to share my uh, screen on Twitter. Emmanuel Acho. There's a picture of him holding social media analyst uh, photo that someone, a, a fan made in the stands.
1: Oh, that's the brisket broads. Okay. Yeah. I saw that they had that sign here. I'll just I'll put it up on my phone. Cool. There you go. I, uh, you know, he says a night in enemy territory until we meet again, Chargers fans. So he has not tweeted anything else other than that. So it's kind of lame, but is what it is yeah
3: i'm still frozen so you know i'm just gonna be chilling <laughs> here or not frozen you're frozen i guess i'm still here am i moving
1: yeah you're definitely moving uh can you hear me
3: oh yeah i can hear you just fine my computer's <laughs> just
1: i don't know what's going on but you just let me know i'll just talk to you uh <laughs> go through the super chats yeah absolutely um you know, I think we'll we'll kind of wrap up today's show and, and uh, just kind of, you know, go from there. You know, obviously been here for 50 minutes already. So, uh, again, appreciate everybody in here. That's If this is your first time watching the show, um, you know, hopefully you guys can uh, stick around, subscribe, and, you know, hopefully you, you enjoy that. So uh, we will do studs and duds. We'll have some final thoughts as well. And then if there's other super chats, you know, we'll uh, hit those. But um, let's start with studs and duds. Tyler, uh, I'll give you the first chance here uh stud of the day or I guess of the evening for you I
3: mean where do I begin Uh, I feel like I always take a slightly different route and I try to avoid Justin Herbert because I feel like it's the easy one I have to go with Justin Herbert though man like this was national stage and everyone was watching this game not just because it was a prime time thing but all the narratives heading into this week and we all thought the Chargers were going to all most of us thought the Chargers were going to lose. And for him to go out there and put up a great game, I think I saw a picture that Staley gave him the game ball. Of course, um, the team would have zero points without him. There's nothing about anything here that shows me that they can win with Chase Daniel or and Stick or even put up more than seven points. He was <laughs> like uh, on accident, too. Yeah. Uh, he, he was fantastic. He was incredible. One of my favorite performances of his, for sure, I loved watching him play football today. You can tell that he's a different tier of quarterback than certain other quarterbacks. Uh, good for him. He looked happy. You know, they didn't score a ton of points, but he looked like he was having fun. He was fired up. Loved it. Herbert's
1: my, my start of the day. Easy one for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of the times we try and be, uh, you know, give some love in this segment to some players who, who don't necessarily get a ton. And, and I think that's the right approach in certain times when we, we could spend every episode talking about what Justin Herbert does well. Right. And this week in particular, like I said, one of my favorite performances of his career, you know, just handling the pressure, the way he maneuvered the pocket Mm -hmm. uh, consistently hitting throws that just were absurd throws. I mean, uh, you know, the whole social media quarterback kind of came about because Emmanuel Acho would, you know, would always talk about like his arm strength down the field. But mm-hmm. you look at like that throw to Keenan Allen on the sideline where he just, you know, pins it right there. Doesn't even give the oh, defender yeah. a chance to make that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Herbert showed off all the tools tonight. Pocket awareness, the deep ball to Mike Williams, the accuracy in the short term. Mm-hmm. We saw him check out of three or four plays in, when the Dolphins were in cover zero looks. We saw the whole bag from Justin Herbert tonight, and I think he absolutely deserves all of the love that he's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully, anybody who wrote articles about him being not <laughs> that good, or I don't know if he has improved this much oh, as we God. saw from Booger uh, before the game today. Uh, you know, hopefully, you you watch this game and you'll watch this tape back and really see how Justin Herbert has improved over the years and what kind of player he is. And uh, I also was laughing earlier. The Bengals did not have T. Higgins tonight, and Tyler Boyd left injury, uh, left early, and they started to struggle. And then it's like, oh man, like Joe Burrow doesn't have all his guys. (laughs) It's almost like having a supporting cast (laughs) fucking matters. So annoying how people are like, and he's still on Jamar Chase.
3: He's still on Jamar Chase. Like, try
1: throwing to DeAndre Carter as wide receiver one for four weeks of the season. Like, my God, give me a break. So uh, anybody who had shit takes about Herbert today, I hope you're kicking rocks because it just it was ridiculous all week long the Herbert narratives that were happening, and I'm glad he popped off tonight. Oh, absolutely, it was all sweet. Yeah, it's uh, amazing
3: to see what happens when other quarterbacks don't have their weapons, and oh, like throwing to the punt returner all game <laughs> is difficult for your offense. Also, when you have cracked ribs and half your line is hurt, that's difficult
1: shocker yeah,
3: yeah. shocker Amazing.
1: how that works out and that's even before we get to the rib injury that's been you know hampering hamper yeah, right. so. oh
3: yeah oh that thing
1: yeah no <laughs> i was oh i'm i'm ready for the
3: dolphins excuses for sure like they were there were dolphins feds already saying that they were more hurt than the chargers were I'm like dude are you serious like i don't think a team has ever been more hurt than the Chargers were right now
1: yeah uh you know two graphics that you can point to chargers have lost the most wins above replacement mm-hmm. uh of any team in the league and then there's also the banged up score that Fox does, where the Chargers are are clearly last. And if you look at all the other teams who are in kind of like that bottom five, they all suck. And the Chargers <laughs> are seven and six, and it's almost yeah. exclusively because of Justin Herbert mm-hmm. uh, and some obviously some key special teams moments turnovers along the way. So yeah, just was again very frustrating week for Justin Herbert and uh, social media for me as somebody who really loves what he has done this season. Um, All right, my stud of the day, I could go in a few different directions. I feel like I've given a good amount of love to Mike Michael Davis. I think Mm -hmm. you could certainly make an argument for him. I think you could certainly make an argument for Brandon Staley for stud of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't talked a ton about Mike Williams tonight, and so I'm going to go Mike Williams for my stud of the night. That jump ball that he had on the sideline was just crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. being able to kind of work over Xavier Howard, and Xavier Howard's a good corner. I know he's having a, a, a down season for his standards. Um, but Mike Williams consistently showed up in key moments. I mean, they, the way that they used him was, I thought, you know, much more indicative of the way that you should use Mike Williams. You know, you're talking about slants, deep overs, deep posts. We saw the return of the the, the you know play action boot throwback to the other side to Mike Williams, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> when we were watching that, Brooke goes, I fucking love that play. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was fun. And Mike Williams, obviously, he had the touchdown as well. So mm-hmm. you just, you see the offense be different when Mike Williams is out there. And, you know, obviously, we saw Keenan Allen come back and, and help things get going. But, mm-hmm. uh, when Mike Williams is out there, I think there's just another gear that Herbert can take this offense to, even yeah. with subpar, uh, you know, play calling and mm-hmm. he just really trusts Mike Williams. And that's something that we've seen consistently over the two years kind of grow. So I, I, I do th- want to give Mike Williams some love here. So I'll give him my uh stud of the day. Yeah. I mean, there's other than maybe
3: Don Parham, there's literally nobody else in the team that would make the touchdown catch. Like Josh yeah. Palmer is not tall enough and cannot jump as high and does not make those catches. You know, obviously Deandre Carter, you know, Michael Bandy's not making that catch in the back of the end zone, you can only throw that to one wide receiver on this team. Yeah. And you can probably only throw, you know, that play action shot that they have the deep over. You can only really do that with Mike Williams. And, you know, if it's only three plays a game that he can help out the team, um, he did more than that tonight, but it's three plays that they just didn't have. Like you said, there's another gear. There's just special plays. You know, Josh Palmer has has been a good receiver for the team, but he, he doesn't always have like those special plays that like, he can't do what Mike Williams can do and frankly nobody can like he's just been phenomenal with these contested catches so far yeah love love what Mike Williams did Um, I don't know how many studs we're doing today I do want to get to to Keenan Allen as well not because he you know we saw him you know beat people off the line and have a great game but on that final drive he had four catches three Mm -hmm. of them for first downs like at the end of the day that's where Herbert was looking and Keenan Allen got them you know three first downs had four catches on that final drive that only resulted in a field goal but you know they, they took eight and a half minutes off the clock because keenan was just in sync in some way with justin herbert and it was yeah. enough to help them win that game so i think both of them combined had about 200 yards together i mean that's what we've been missing
1: yeah 100 percent. i mean that drive at the end uh it was so close to being like the very clearly the best drive of the chargers offensive season yeah. um and obviously keenan really spurned a lot of that so uh, Mike Williams ended up six catches, 116 yards, one touchdown on six targets. So he caught all of his targets, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan Allen, 12, tar- uh, 12 catches, excuse me, 92 yards uh, on 14 targets. So um, great performances from those two. Austin Eckler also had 59 yards receiving on eight catches. Josh Palmer, four catches, 53 yards. So, you know, th- the Chargers are definitely missing a speed threat. And obviously, Jalen Guyton is not yeah. on the team. Um, but this is what you get when you have these key players all out there at the same time. So mm-hmm. um, I thought you really see, you really saw the Chargers passing attack come alive tonight uh, and still left some meat on the bone like we've talked about with the play calling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. So dud of the day, I mean, I don't necessarily have a, a big one. I don't know if I really want to like dunk on Foster Sorrell at this point. um i feel bad you come around now you come around to where i was yeah (laughs) i feel bad for the guy like he's an undrafted free agent out here like you know in a situation where the team just like does not believe in in storm norton or anybody else so yeah i like i guess if you're talking about players like that's your dud of the day but i don't know if i really want to like actually anoint him that
3: yeah i mean it's not fair and he certainly you know who do you get to face okay nick bosa <laughs> christian wilkins Jay i Leon know Willips, my god like, there hasn't really been like a cakewalk you know opportunity for him so no not really i, I would say matt filer
1: he got killed on the screen oh on the screenplay uh, <laughs> yeah. jerome baker lit him up man <laughs>
3: yeah that was that was rough <laughs> sorry yeah um yeah, two penalties, I believe. One was the false start. One was the block in the back. One forced a third and ten. One, you know, took them out of you know, the sink of their drive. Filer hasn't been great, and we can definitely see, if, hey, if we're keeping Michael Davis,
1: we know where the cut's going to go. Yeah, and I think that's the right decision. I mean, you're... The, the cliff for offensive linemen really hits once you're past 30, and we've seen some very mm-hmm. unique offensive tackles, like Andrew Whitworth and Trent Williams kind of, you know, mm-hmm. make that not a thing, but uh, Matt Filer has has taken a pretty big step back this year. So, yeah, um, I think that absolutely is a fair dud. I, I think you can make a, an argument here again for Joe Lombardi that we've talked about mm-hmm. um, just consistently, you know, making these very poor red zone calls. Like, I think it's just, yeah, it's really frustrating to watch them do one target. the end zone and it was because justin herbert went off script so um you know joe Joe lombardi it was not as bad as last week i think certain people could probably you know twist that into him being you know better this week i still think he's he's just it's frustrating to watch like i'm gonna go back and watch this film on tuesday night Mm. probably and just be really frustrated at the 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 missed opportunities that they left out there from the screens and from the swing passes and, and mm-hmm. the, you know, consistently calling plays after uh, or behind the line of scrimmage. So uh, I'm going to say Joe Lombardi dead of the day. Although as Chris points out that wildcat play was fantastic. <laughs> Definitely do more of that. I did <laughs> not expecting that from? at all. I, I, when do you pull guys aside from practice or <laughs> like, okay,
3: Herbert, you're going to receiver. Eckler's running the wildcat. And I think he had the option to like either pitch
1: it to Kelly. No, it was, it uh, Kelly. it was like a, a like a, a zone read essentially, you know, yeah. he could either have handed it off to Kelly or, you know, Eckler could take it. I'm glad Eckler took it cause he got like 12 yards on it. So yeah. Uh, it was fantastic play call in that very mm-hmm. unique situation, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. And I well, sorry. One more
3: stud. It would really just be the, the fourth down calls. Um, yeah. two ones that I absolutely agreed with. Um, Wait, didn't they get? I thought they went
1: for it and got two. Didn't they get two? Uh, they went for it on the first down, the first drive, and missed. And then they went for it on fourth down and scored the touchdown. Okay, Eckler scored the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then was there a third? I, I thought they made
3: two tonight, but I guess not. It must have been like a critical third down or something. Never mind. But anyway, the, the point is, it just feels like them going for it on fourth down really kind of sparks
1: this team just a bit. And yeah, I mean, it paid off. Chargers one by yeah. six. Yeah, they are one for two. So hmm. okay. um, another key stat before we kind of jump out of here. Uh, Dolphins were three for 11 on third down, which huge. has been a huge problem for the Chargers. Um, so their defense really stepped up big in that moment. And the Chargers were nine for 18. So they, they really had some very key third down conversions. You mentioned a couple to Keenan Allen. Uh, nine for 18 on, on third downs, man. Like, that can win you a lot of games. So, um, definitely deserve a lot of love for the way that both sides of the ball executed on third downs.
3: Yeah. Uh, that has to be the best of the season for uh, the defense there. Third for 11. I kept waiting for the bad thing to happen, the
1: bad third down thing to happen. Really didn't. <laughs> I know. I, uh, at halftime after the chargers went three and out i was like oh great here we go like this is this is going to be one of those games but the chargers defense man they just kept on coming back at the dolphins and uh, if the defense can play like this and get joey bosa back in the next few weeks like i think we can really start to see the vision of brandon staley's defense come together and Mm -hmm. you know really get after them in the pass rush again if, if joey bosa can come back um the effort and the execution tonight, like there were no real execution errors. There weren't like, this was really the first time no. where there wasn't like a miscommunication or a blown coverage or, you know, somebody didn't feel the right way in a run stop. Like I thought mm-hmm. that they were very clean in their operation mm-hmm. really for the first time since Joey Bosa got injured in week three. Yeah. So again, Brandon Staley, Ronaldo Hill, the whole defensive staff, the whole, all of the players on defense deserve so much credit for this because, if this had been, you know, last week's effort for defense or the week before that, mm-hmm. I think the Chargers do end up losing this game in a close one. So, um, I think the Chargers' defense deserves so much credit tonight.
3: Yeah, they do, and uh, you could just go down the list of players on defense who showed up. And I really haven't been able to do that in a while, even in games where they, you know, defense is okay, you know, or, or they win. I haven't been able to go through and say, oh, okay. Ja Taylor, Asante Samuel Jr., Alohi Gilman, Kyle Van Noy, Michael Davis, Brandon Fajoko, Morgan Fox. Like, so many guys stepped up today. And it really did
1: feel like you said, just a really
3: complete performance
1: from the I mean, defense. Two, yeah, two passes defended from Michael Davis, two passes defended from Drew Tranquil, mm-hmm. uh, one from Asante Samuel Jr., one from Alohi Gilman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had four QB hits, which isn't great, but it's better than it's been for a while. Yeah. Uh, two QB sacks as well. Mm-hmm. You, you know, You forced Tua to really escape from the pocket, which he's not super great at not super comfortable in that situation so mm-hmm. again defense played well you can make a, a big argument for joth taylor being uh you know one of the studs of the game as well in mm-hmm. his first career start as brian points out in the chat fantastic in run defense tonight so i was excited to see him uh he certainly had a couple rookie moments uh i think there was a, a miscommunication against trent Sherfield on an over but mm. um i thought joth taylor was really solid tonight for them
3: yeah and that's huge I, i'm not in the territory of okay we can move to John Taylor to the starting slot position and go ahead and move on from Bryce Callahan. I, I'm definitely not there yet as long as Callahan is fine and healthy I'm bringing him back but you feel really good with him just kind of waiting in the wings like maybe he's not ready just yet but he, he got his you know feet wet a bit you see good things from him um at practice you know during the offseason you see great things from him on the field that uh, feels nice to have a few more years of this player that you can develop. And be the heir apparent to someone like Bryce Callahan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man, I'm so glad that they were able to put this one together. This podcast sounds so much differently <laughs> than it did a week ago. And uh, you know, I really let that Raiders loss fester for like most of the week. Um, just was really mm-hmm. frustrated at that time. But it, again, this win for the Chargers was huge, monumental. Um, yeah, just from a playoff uh, chance percentage, uh, according to 538, if they had lost tonight, the Chargers would have had an 8% chance of making the playoffs. Now that they won, they have a 59% chance of making the playoffs, a near 60% chance of making the playoffs. Um, You know, they currently have the Jets at 37 and the Patriots at 25. So uh, I know that there's going to be like, oh, like, don't get too excited. Don't get too riled up. This was a huge moment for the Chargers. And Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert, everybody deserves so much credit for the way that they played tonight. Again, saving the season for this team. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure might
3: have saved some jobs as well. It, it was great to see. I'm, I'm so happy the Chargers pulled this out. Our podcast isn't dead. <laughs> you know, like it was like Christmas break was coming up for me. You know, no more school, no more UCI, all that. Okay, I was going to start watching draft prospect film.
0: I Same. Mean, like, you know, would
3: have to at some point, but. Hey, uh, for
1: another week, we've survived onto the Titans. Yeah, you know, I've gone back and forth of like trying to embrace the team and the way that they've just kind of been like surviving in advance almost in these games and everything's not pretty. Mm -hmm. Tonight, I thought was a great performance, mostly very complete all around. So uh, very pleased with this team right now. Uh, Again, completely different tune than this was last week. Um, and Brandon Saley deserves a lot of credit for having his back against the wall, getting this team right, all of these injuries. I mean, imagine if we could go back, you know, even just like two days ago and said, hey, Chargers are not going to have Derwin James tonight or on Sunday night.
2: We're mm-hmm. not going to have
1: Sebastian Joseph Day. We're not going to have Bryce Callahan. Obviously, Joey Bosa has gone for, uh, you know, many, many weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're going to hold the Dolphins to." Really 10 points. Like, I'll, I'll you know, I'm not going to go as far as like three sure. points, but really 10 yeah. points. And you're talking about Tua going, you know, under 200 yards passing. Like, it's just a remarkable performance tonight. And uh, again, hopefully, this is a performance that can really, you know, give the Chargers some momentum to close out the season because it's just been such a frustrating season. But if they can really kick it on over those last four weeks, it's going to be fun to watch, hopefully. So, Again, have to build on this. Mm -hmm. This is not just a game where you're like, okay, like we're good. Uh, If they can build on this, I think we'll we'll really look at this win in a few weeks from now and and talk about it being a really uh, turning point for this season. I would love for this to be the turning point of the season, especially with guys getting healthy. I,
3: after the Chiefs game, was pretty out on this coaching staff. And, again, the Chargers can win games like this. It's the letdown that follows something like this. That even happen last year? You know, oh, let's go beat the Texans. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, oh you have the playoffs. You know, oh, you have to go to an AFC West road, you know, road game to get into the playoffs. Oh, you lose. You know, so I, I do need to see this coaching staff. They basically need to get to the playoffs for me to have my returned faith in them. But something like this, whether it's just Justin Herbert, whether it's just a couple of players, this being their turnaround point of the season, I think is awesome.
1: Um, if it is so, if they can build on this, I'll be very, very happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Appreciate Seriously. the director for uh, you know sending a, sending some people over here. You know, he's doing great work over on his channel, so go check him out. Uh, if this was your first time watching the show, again, please subscribe. Uh, you know, hopefully, you continue to to stick around here. So, uh, you know, the chat was was popping tonight. We had more people on in the live stream. <laughs> Than we've had in, in many many weeks. So appreciate yeah. everybody for uh, sticking around this time.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, seriously, the the support and you guys, I just love everyone's. It, winning is so much more fun. Come it's on, so it's, much more. It's fun. so much more fun to win, dude. Um, it's great for my wallet, but also great just to have like positive things to talk about. I don't want to see this team lose again. Like, I if I didn't have, wasn't moving, I would have been there tonight. Which of course I missed that game. But <laughs> you know, like I want this team to win, and everyone in the chat's so happy. Like, this is what I want. This is what I wanted the season to be. If It keeps going. Awesome. I'm I'm here for the inevitable loss that I feel like is coming
1: somewhere that's built into the season still. Um, But right now I'm feeling good. Yeah. Like Arjun said to start, you know, vindication, I think for the entire fan base again, after the week that uh, the media had, you know, trying to victory lap on Justin Herbert, Uh, seeing him and uh, you know, getting this win was uh, fantastic. So Um, Again, that's going to do it for us today, guys. If you are listening to the audio version of this, please uh, leave a rating or review. We do really appreciate that support as well. So that's going to do it. We'll see you uh, next time. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.